much everything from rock to hip hop to pop, usually like Michael Jackson and all them, yeah, all the oldies. Definitely Michael Jackson. Or like really, really old groups like the Miracles and all of that. And then modern the Tupac and Biggie and Nas and all of them back then or Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. It, it ranges to singers to rappers or rock stars to pretty much. Mm, definitely like back that. then. I, yeah. To like the modern ones, to like Ludacris and all them when it was coming up, you know, when they were young. Yeah. That's what I like to listen to. Because I've, I've always been around it with my family, just playing music all the time and educating us about it. Yeah, that's for me. <laughs> I guess the same, same. I mean, to add, I would listen to like Anthony Hamilton, Bobby Caldwell. You know the oldies, the really, grass, yeah, the, the old jams. I listened to a lot of old jams, R and B, and then got to listen to Michael Jackson, the Temptations. Uh, yeah, you know the people that's going to give teach you how to put that funk in your soul. And then I went from like Bow Wow because you know everybody had that Bow Wow phase. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then for me, I was always into D- Disney. So whatever Disney had, that was good because back in the mm-hmm. days, Disney had actually good. They had good songs. They had bangers. I don't care what anybody say. Jonas Brothers was one of the hits too. <laughs> Nobody even know about that, but Jonah, I already knew they was gonna make it big. I was like, "Yep." When everybody was hating on them, I was like, "No, nah, they got something." Especially, especially with Nick when he when he when he came out saying he had diabetes, I was like, "Ah, oh, you gotta love him now. <laughs> you gotta feel for him. He got a story behind himself." So, I don't know. I, I grew up, I grew up with a lot of like just whatever that was around my environment, and I and it clinged on to me. And that's that's kind of what I was put on. Even I even went to like the um, Lincoln Park Numb. Yeah, Lincoln Park. Lincoln Park, you got to listen to that. Or or what's my favorite? Um, Blink 182. Uh, and definitely uh, Sublime. I love Sublime. Santeria was one of my favorite songs from them. I don't practice Santeria. <laughs> I don't got no crystal ball. I don't know if you know it, but. I do that know good. that song. It's <laughs> like the one song I know. Oh, wow. That's, that's, yeah, that's a good song. This. Is Musicians Can Thrive, a podcast community for anyone seeking to make money in the music industry. Musicians, audio engineers, managers, producers, booking agents, everyone across all niches. Welcome. My name is Gabrielle. I'm a singer-songwriter. These stories are for you. I hope they'll help you find new ways to thrive as a musician. Okay. So picture this. You're scrolling through Instagram and you see this mention of Tried Mafia and the Cheapy Gang. And you go, hmm, that sounds cool. But I don't really know who they are. So you forget about it and you keep scrolling through your feed. And then the next day, or a few days later, Again, you see Tribe Mafia, or the TP Gang. And suddenly, you start to go, okay, so this is the second time I've seen this. I'm not quite sure who these people are. They seem cool. I don't know if they're a media company or if they're an artist. I'm just not quite sure. So you put it on your list to save for later and explore at a time when you can really dive in and figure out 
what this tribe mafia thing is and what's going on. And then you forget about it for a while because, you know, life is busy and there's a million things in front of us constantly fighting for our attention. That was me. About three, well, thanks to Corona and my lost sense of time, more like six to eight months ago. That was my experience. As I started to get more and more involved in the hip hop and R&B community in Austin, keeping track of my friends, going to their shows, learning about other artists in my hometown of Austin that I had no idea existed previously, I kept hearing about Tribe Mafia. And I kept getting curious and wondering, okay, so who are they? But for some reason, my dumbass forgot to look them up. Until one day at that same New World audience show where I met Susanna Joffe and where I was going to support the kaleidoscopes in the first place. That was why I was there. I finally got to see Tribe Mafia. They got up on stage. They killed it. They took a room that had kind of lulled. You know, there were a few people who had played and their set was a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more chill. And so the crowd relaxed with the vibe of the music. But Tribe Mafia gets on stage. Boom. It's like you flipped a light switch. The energy goes from about mid-level to high. People are dancing. They're moving their bodies. And I'm just so impressed with how these guys interact with the crowd. And I finally get it. They are possibly a media company and definitely an artist. So I did what I do, and when they got off stage, I went to go say hi and introduce myself and get to know them better because I was very curious about how they've managed to build a career for themselves where they have a local reputation. They're known in Austin in ways that I haven't really seen in the hip-hop genre for the more independent artists. So, Tribe Mafia is a duo comprised of Chinasa Broxton and Deshaun Daniels, and these two guys are clever and generous with their time and their insights, and when it comes to taking work that you've done on sort of a small-time indie level, and you're ready to level it up, to where you possibly seek distribution help from an outside company. There's a lot in this episode for you today. So it is longer than usual because Chinasa and Deshaun had so much to offer. I didn't want to cut it out because I felt like that would be a disservice to you. If you don't recognize the name Susanna Joffe and you're not quite sure what I'm talking about when I reference this New World Audience show, Check the show notes, and I will make sure to put links there for you to the previous episode that featured Susanna Joffe and talks about this New World Audience show that I went to. And if you'd like to learn more about the Kaleidoscopes, they are another local R&B duo, two women this time, and they have a two-part episode, one featuring Kira Nova and one featuring Live Free, where they also talk about their solo projects. So... 
sit tight, focus, and enjoy this episode. But if you want to learn more, the show notes are the place to go. And without any further ado, here's Tribe Mafia. I can go from like old school, old school funk to to pop to anything. That's probably why our music stands out a lot because we incorporate so many different types of sounds and then we put it into our own. Mm-hmm. I can definitely attest to the variety and the sound of your music. <laughs> yeah, we, don't, we we try to, to not we try to uh, disdain from actually like having one type of sound. I think that's I think it gets boring and if you. Only have one yeah. type of sound. You can only appeal to that type of audience. Only likes that sound, and we don't want to do that. If you, only, wanna... if you only listen to like one type of genre, you don't get that much creativity in your own mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's just how I feel about it. For us, though, I mean, I'm, I, do, I know other people do that, and I don't, I don't, I don't want to knock them down for doing that. But yeah, I mean, I think, I think we just like actually hearing that all types of music, because like even when we go through different beats for our own music, we don't just listen to the same type of beats. Because I could create a song from a different beat and it give me a whole different mood. Like, I never knew I could create that. But if I yeah. never listened to it or had an open mind about it, then it would have never happened. Like our song, Like Cola, the dancehall song, I was like, oh, this is fun to make. Mm-hmm. Definitely yeah. want to make some more of these. But it was just like, it was an experiment at first because we made, we made that in the car. And we was actually just yeah, driving I mean, and jamming. We always listen to old like, Jamaican music too. Like, you know what I mean? The Rasta vibes, yep. <laughs> Wait, y'all made that song in the car? Oh yeah, we yes. made, well we didn't yeah. record it in the car, but like we made it we like literally on the way to, on the way to the studio. We <laughs> literally were just like, oh, I like this beat. Let's make something. Mm-hmm. Did that, and then we bought the beat, and it was like, okay, yeah, this is a hit. This is a definite. And then that's that was a song that actually got us on tour. Cool. Well, I will definitely circle back to that in a minute. (laughs) One of the other things I'm curious about is how each of you got into making your own music and rapping. Um, Oh, well, you want to say that? I mean, mean, I can just tell you how it was. How it was. (laughs) I mean, we met at the park. I had to cross this boy up at the park. I had to break his ankles playing basketball. Well, I crossed you up. Almost dunked you too. If I was, if I, if I knew how to dunk back in the day. <laughs> Who won um, the game? I won the game. But well, keep going. It was a tie. You won one. <laughs> I won one. I do that. But we met at the park, um, and then we was walking home, and then we both was like, "What the heck? Where are you going?" And he was like, "Home. I'm going home too." And as we kept on walking, and walking, <laughs> we was like, "What the heck? We live." In the same neighborhood. Same neighborhood. And then yeah. we looked. We looked to our left. We was like, "That's my house." And I was like, "Oh shit, that's my house." And that's we my house. <laughs> really, we just at that moment we realized we lived literally down the street from each other. And then ever since then, we started we like, like we didn't know out. each other made music. Yeah. yeah. So just and that's how we looked up. Like, boom. Yeah, and then we started just like saying, "Let's, let's make a group." And they, we used to have like a group of like four of us, and then we went down to three. They went down to two. Having groups, they suck because you never know who's going to be like fully committed or who's actually going to like stay with 
mm. stay with you through like all the hard times. So mm. we end up just especially especially don't have the same work ethic as everybody else, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what really happened because like people like people that was just listening to our stuff, they they would start to gravitate just towards us two the whole time. And they would see like, dang, them two right there in the group, they're the only ones really putting out stuff and the other ones I don't know what they're doing. And we try to include them. And back then, we even used to say in, in the recordings of our old songs, like, oh, where's uh, this other group member at? Or shout out to this. And it'd be like four or five songs in that we both just did ourselves because mm-hmm. we tried to include them, but they never did it. Mm-hmm. It's like, man. So we just had to leave. We had to leave. And then we just made our own little pack, had a different name, changed that name to something better. And- Oh my God. Tried my so many though. bad names we used to go by. <laughs> it's so bad when you have a group name because you have to like, we used to call ourselves Mixed Breed Bros. That was like the worst name you can ever like. Yeah, it was of. worse. It was, I thought it was cool because we were like, we're all mixed. Like I'm, I'm Nigerian and Cuban. He's Native American. It was so bland Black. though. It was bland. It was bland. <laughs> but at the time it felt cool because, you know, everybody was all, it was all for the mixed kids. You know, we had to like shine for a little bit. And the call us up mixed was like, yeah, it's cool. Now, but now when you think about it, it's like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Well, y'all gotta start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Tribe Mafia is pretty dope. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean it's but like, like the original I mean like the original story to where I really got started to do my own music and I don't know about his yet, but my story was I used I used to I grew up around cousins that's been on BET and all that. They had on rock bands and everything. So I grew around like people that do, that do music in my family. Mm-hmm. And they all from Dallas, anywhere. So I was always interested in that, in art and everything. But in class, like in middle school, I've always used like to write my own quotes, but I used to make it rhyme for no reason. And then when I got to high school, I still did it. And this kid grabbed my notebook while I was in the bathroom. I came back to class. He's like, hey, are you making a song? I'm like, give him my notebook. I'm like, no. He's like, so why does, you, why does it rhyme? I don't get it. I like because I'm just writing, I'm making up my own quotes. I like to make them rhyme. I just like it that way. He like, well, sit sit on my table at lunch. I like, all right. So we went, went to lunch. I did that. He grabbed my notebook again, and he told his friend to make a beat on the table, lunch table, like the old school days and everything like that. And then he started rapping my quotes, and it sounded like a song. He like, dog. He like, man, you got bars. You know these are metaphors and similes. I like. I didn't understand none of it. <laughs> Until I, I, but he was like, man, you like, you're really good. He said, I just rap your, he said, this is a verse. Like you, like, yeah, you got bars. You need to do this. I'm like, what? So ever since then, I'm like, I was just doing it for fun after that. I'm like, well, I, okay, this actually could be a song. So I just started searching beats and then trying to make it fit. So I didn't really have a flow, but it just had rhymes in it. And then, then I started learning that, picking up on it starting to get in the flow and everything, and then, boom. I started taking this serious once I met Chanasa that one day. I'm like, yeah, we really got to do this. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Oh, I wish I could, like, go back in time and get a video of that <laughs> lunch table. I, I know, like, no, nah, it was, like, crazy. Because <laughs> ever since I'm... then, like, I decided writing new stuff. I'm like, man, my <laughs> friend rapped it because I didn't have a flow. I didn't know how to do it. I just made it rhyme. But he was like, I can make it flow. He said, the way I can read it, just let me practice it. Just him in your notebook. It was like that was like every other day at school, and then he's like, "You gotta start doing it." I like, oh, that's when the tables turn, and mm-hmm. then I started learning, and then I got, and everybody like, "Oh snap!" 
he's really good. Why you been doing this a long time? He like, I've been reading his his lyrics the whole time, but that was his. And everybody thought it was his. Like he like, no, nah, it's his. And I'm like, oh, it's not. Ghostwriter cool. boy. Bye, bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should be doing that for Drake. This part. <laughs> Nah, keep it for uh, Tribe Mafia. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So what about you, Chinasa? I started off doing theater, actually. Really? Yeah, I mean, I started off with um, my teacher. I had a crush on in eighth grade. She told me that, um, yeah, it was a teacher crush. She told me to to join this play called Annie. It was my first play. Annie Jr.? You never seen Annie Jr.? So nah. maybe far away, or maybe here nearby. You know, Annie Junior Boy. P. Diddy made a, a a remake over that movie. I think I've seen it. The one song that Jay Z did. <laughs> it's a hard not life for us. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that, that. Yeah, that was my first play I ever done. That was called Annie Junior. I actually oh, wow. had to. Um, I was casted as Warbucks. I'm the guy who adopted Annie. I Anyways. love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not here for it. Uh, so uh, after that, I got into like doing musicals. I was in, I in love, I got in love, and then I started like just being in love with like just being a part of plays. If I was just doing like um, painting the set or being in the actual the actual uh, uh, play itself, anything. I just I just loved being a part of like the the just the aura of that. And I don't know. After being a part of like so many musicals, I was like, why don't I just make music? That'd be fun if I did that. And I mean, I've, I've been doing like SoundCloud. I was like a SoundCloud rapper for like for like a good minute before I met Carlos. And then after I met him, we did we did had that conversation. I was like, yeah, why don't we just make a group? So we made a group, and our group was like from like our school to his school because me and Carlos went to diff- two different schools. He went to a school down the street, mm-hmm. and I went to a yeah, school. Yeah, because I went to Flugwood at first. With... Yeah, I went to Flugwood first, and then I went to McNeil. He went to Flugwood right when I went to McNeil. <laughs> yeah, so. We were... Yeah, but we were both super popular at school. I mean, I don't know, yeah. I don't know how that worked out, but everybody knew us. Making, everybody yeah. knew us from making music. So we made this group called C3ST. That was our first group name, and that was like the, that was also one of the lamest group names. The name C3ST was basically because me, me and Carlos and this other dude had a C in our names, and then <laughs> there, was, there was three C's. So C3 was three people with C's in their name. Then ST was some dude named Stanley. And some other dude named Tomatees. <laughs> so C3ST was our first group name. And like he was that one ain't same, that bad though. Basically from there, we that's when I started doing music and then we changed our name to MBB. And then years later. And then, then I had a studio in my house, so I'm like, yeah, we doing this. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. That's when we started. That was before we was rapping in bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bathrooms do have okay acoustics. Hey, yes. Acoustics, yeah, EQs, no, like, everything that you need. The reverb, the reverb is correct in the bathroom. Okay? The reverb and the EQ and everything. That's all you need. For yeah. any SoundCloud rapper out there, stick with the bathrooms before you go to the studio. Learn your voice. For real. <laughs> For that, real. That's like, exactly like, how we it took off. us a long like, time to learn how to be comfortable with our voice. Like, yeah. so long. It's, it's because, like, when we started off, after all that, after we linked up and everything, we literally Ooh. recorded in a cell phone app in the bathroom with one take. The Carlos whole song. used to be Carlos used to be so hard on me. Boy, I cannot <laughs> that's get some my, pressure. I cannot get my songs down. I think I'm that's the why pers- we get now in the studio though. Cause I'm the person we had to do it all in one take. I'm the person who takes hours to record, and Carlos like, no, you gotta get it done in one take. Get that shit done. 
So as you guys started noticing differences in work ethic among the members of your group, when did you realize that the two of you wanted to be serious about it enough to make a career in music? Mm. I already answered that. You can go on this one. (laughs) It's pretty much set in for us, like, yeah, back to the part where we was doing it. We was, we was just releasing music for fun, you know, just see if people like it. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of people start gravitating towards us the most. And even when we was trying to be humble to bring up the other artists that was in our group and it didn't happen. So we just kept doing our thing and kept doing it. I'm like, dang, these people are really feeling our songs. And it's on a cell phone app. Do they even know that? We never been to the studio. I didn't even have any studio equipment then. <laughs> and it was really that was, they was really playing our songs like sharing it everywhere and people oh, yeah. knew it that was crazy and that that's was a weird part I was, like, I was like I was like man so from from that point on they kept saying like so what do y'all like what's, what's y'all go with this we're like we don't have a go with this we're just doing this for fun they're like what so why y'all making good music like this hits like bangers back to back if you're not even t- trying to take it serious and that's when we're like wow well a lot of people keep telling us to take it serious and I guess we should do it because that's when it really set in. We wouldn't have been even planning on taking the series at first. Mm-hmm. It was just a hobby. Yeah. Like we and always had we- love for music and everything, but <clears throat> at that point, everything like really, really changed for the better. Yeah. I think for me, my shift was when we started putting in so much money, like it's, it's one thing to like put in like 30 bucks, 40 bucks, you know, for a, Going to studio but that's when you like know that. we took it serious because we took oh, yeah. that sacrifice, took a chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The risk. <laughs> we're like, okay, we really gonna we really gonna do this. Yeah. We, we all right. We're gonna start putting in a lot of money towards like marketing or promotions or hitting up other Anything. influencers to help us, you know, build our name up. To shows. <laughs> uh, doing shows. Yeah, we we started learning how Anything. to like. We started learning like, okay, it's not cool to pay for shows when. We're the service. We should be getting paid for our services. Mm-hmm. So we started. We started learning more. About but in order for you to get paid, you got to be good enough. You know, what I mean? you got to have the content. Mm-hmm. And that's when we're like, okay, we got to get high quality stuff now. We can't just be recording doing our things. Phones. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, come on. <laughs> but uh, I think when we started, basically when we started investing in our stuff more, like I know last year was like the year we we took our shift, like really to like the next level. We had plan. Yeah. We made a we made a plan basically saying. Every single month, we're going to drop one music video. Every single month. And then after that, we started saying, okay, every single month, we're going to start getting on blogs. Every single month. Mm-hmm. And then we so that saying, was in 2019? Mm-hmm. So every single yeah. month, you actually put out a music video? Every single month, we, we dropped a music video until until May, because that's when we started going on tour. Oh, that's, that's dope. When, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like and then like our two other group members quit and all that. So we was going through all of that at the same time. Which, yeah, we was going through so much. One of our group members quit during the set of our music video yeah yeah that is true that and is then true. right right when he quit literally two weeks later we got verified on, we got verified on instagram and we just and everybody like everybody up. in our city started knowing us too <laughs> and it's, that was like boom and i was just like damn like all you had to do is so wait really all we needed was somebody to quit to like make us like go go harder now i don't know i don't know what happened mm. so he, they were kind of holding you back a little bit and then, i mean but like no that, they weren't holding us back they were good it was just yeah, they were really good. They, they like, gave one up can, like, on themselves. They literally gave up on themselves. Because like when we invested shit, our last dollars, 
and nothing happened, not like nothing came good out of it at all. People, some people can't get over that. Like, damn, this shit is not even worth it. When is it going to be worth it? I'm not trying to wait. I think I think they got Maybe discouraged. Course. I think they got discouraged because of that coast to coast competition. I think that's yeah, what it was. because yeah, because really we had because we had like, one damn. first. We had one first place in Austin, but they don't really know how it was like to to win first place because that was us two who won, really. Yeah, you know, because uh, when we won first place, we won first place. They wasn't there. They just came to the the um comp- the final competition. They didn't. They wasn't there when Miami, we had. Yeah. They wasn't there when we lost first place the first day and then won first place the next day because we did we did yeah. coast to coast in Austin, Texas, and we won first place. But the first day they did it, we got second place. The second day we redeemed ourselves and got first place, and then they flew us out to Miami. For the state, for the um, and, and really, remember, really, we didn't have we. That was some of the last of our money because we yeah. we supposed to pay an extra fee. He like, if you got this right now, and you got another new song to do tomorrow, I'm gonna let y'all do it. I'm not even supposed to be letting y'all do this. We like, we just look at each other like, fuck it, man. We gotta do it. I feel like we're gonna win it because we're supposed to win it. Mm-hmm. That was the day. I quit. To win that was today. the day I quit my job. I'm Me like, too. I'm not, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not going in for work because I'm, too. I want to win Me this. Too. And like I, we, I, we literally and I, risked it all. I think that's the reason why our, our other two group members quit because they don't really understand like what we are sacrificed. we sacrificed for this. They, they don't understand like they don't understand how like, that moment felt. Yeah, how that moment felt like that. That literally was like the, the switch for me, the turning point for me. That was like okay, wow, we're really doing this. People really like us. Wow, we really want. I mean, it's not. It kind of sucks that we needed somebody to tell us you got first place out of three hundred people that auditioned. Like, I mean, I guess yeah. it's, it's it's fulfilling, but it's like, damn. I couldn't just figure it out myself, mm. but like I guess yeah. for, for someone to give us that like acknowledgement, saying "Yeah, you guys are good. I want you guys to come do that now in Miami at the that validation." Yeah, yeah. Like, that validation is everything. You, I think, and I, I, I like think you because even know. <laughs> I think because they didn't get that in Austin with us when we all won that, they would never know how like how great that moment felt. And then when they quit, literally two days later, a week later, we it's got like, verified. We man. got verified on Instagram. Like everything I, blew up, everything started blowing Man. up for us, and we started like doing like numbers every single up. time. Yeah, Man. started getting numbers, started getting um, endorsements. It's like this is the moment we was waiting for this whole this whole time. Mm-hmm. That's that like that's when you know you get. I don't know how to explain. But like when you can feel it, and you know it's close. That's when you're not supposed to give up when nothing's happening. Yeah, like you're not supposed to give up because something is going is going to be it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Especially if you plan for it, you work for it. And you really have faith, like, damn, yeah, something's but, about to come because all this also, bad stuff is going on. But also, they had they had female problems too. That's uh, <laughs> yeah, like one of them. That'll do it. One of them couldn't be in music videos because there's too many girls around. And then the other one was always she couldn't like, handle it. And then the other yeah. one was just they had a kid together, and that kind of messed up everything too. They finally he had it. He had a baby, and yep. yeah, when, you, when babies are involved, you gotta. I mean. I get you gotta it. Be you're, you're, you're a family. But you got to be a family now. You got to you got to really put, you know, your priorities and all your effort in that. Especially for for a newborn. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, so I get that, but it's just like, and we'll still we'll still like open with open arms, saying, "Hey, whenever yeah. you like have time, you can do this with us." But they just they just decided to quit the whole thing together, and they're like and they're like the close ones in the group. Mm-hmm. Like how me and Carlos are the close ones, they were like the close ones in the group yeah. with each other. So that I guess makes they sense. Can't. But now but, we. We look at it, it, it would be too overwhelming for them. They wouldn't be able to take all the stuff we got to do back to back now. Oh, like, yeah. So pretty much yeah. we're like, it's probably supposed to happen. There was, there, was a, there was a time where we had almost like a week straight of just shows back to back. Wow. All day, like all day. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. So to just <laughs> like, 
orient the timeline briefly. The other group members left in spring of 2019. Uh, no, uh, January, February, right, right. It was a week before South by Southwest. It was a couple of days before South by Southwest, actually. No, it was, it was. No, because Trail. Trail left in December. Before in the, the December 2018. Mm-hmm. Deontay left a couple Deontay days left, before. Deontay left a couple days before. No, he left a couple South days South before we shot Pour Me Up, remember? Before South by Southwest. Was that in March? I thought it was in February. Because we shot Triple Double during South by. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's right before South by Southwest because he was supposed to do the shows with us, remember? With Indy Nation. We're oh, like, yeah, how are we going to tell them that he quit right. out of nowhere? Yeah. Shout out to our engineer. That guy helped us with it so much. He took Yeah, shout everybody. out to our engineer. <laughs> he, took, he took everybody out. That was like, every, all of our group members, he took them out of our um, our songs and just made it to where it was just me and Carlos, which was really cool. Wow, that is a very helpful engineer. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, because we had to have that, that same day, like, the day before and otherwise we couldn't perform any songs because we always did all the songs together with the whole group and that's so that, was, and that it put a lot of pressure on us and that sucks because i always like used to always like admire like looking to my left and seeing like the other group yeah. member like right there because we were always like the same, the same choreography like mm-hmm. we, was, we we were rehearsed like all day and night getting these moves correct we were recorded too whenever we whenever we be doing the right when we used to do shows with them we used to like Man, we'll give, we'll give y'all a show. Carlos will be doing backflips. Me and the other group member will be doing some kind of like short, like little choreography that yeah, so we fun. came up with out of nowhere. Like it was just like, it was man, it was it was it was fun. I mean, now I feel like it's even better with us now because we have more space to do whatever we got to do. Mm-hmm. But, but I guess growing up with somebody that you used to like just perform with all the time and then just, just seeing them leave, it's just like ah, it's kind of it's it's hard. It's like the, the fire is not there that much, but then we we brought it back. We brought it back the flame back up. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it was lost for a minute. I was like, "Dang, how are we gonna adjust now?" You know, which we did. So, <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like you guys learned how to adjust to a different kind of group dynamic, mm-hmm. just in time for South by Southwest in 2019, and mm-hmm. then that momentum helped you get to the point where you are now. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was like it was actually like during South by Southwest that time. Because so, we we didn't know what to do. So where does the coast to coast competition fit in then? Was that before South by or after? Uh the coast to coast was two thousand uh nineteen. No, two thousand nineteen. We did it two thousand oh no, 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 it was two thousand eighteen. Eighteen years, right. After Crow Trail quit because we lost. Yeah, you're right. The full Grand Runner Circle in Miami. Yeah, that was like December. Yeah, yeah. you right. I'm thinking it's still 2019. It's 2020. It's because we haven't done anything. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 is so bad because it's quarantine. I feel like it's still 2019 <laughs> right now because of quarantine. Like literally, this whole month went by. We did. Here. We did too much in 2019. <laughs> oh, so much. Yeah. So, for those who aren't familiar with Coast to Coast, is it just a hip hop competition or what? Uh, yeah, no, it's pred- anything. Pred- I thought it's predominantly hip hip hop and like R and B. Yeah, they say that, but it could be any. You could you could do any song. True, but the, I mean, I know they're only going mostly. Like, but yeah, the main artists mostly go for the rap, R and B, or hip hop. Yeah, yeah. 
but at that year they were looking i went to the vip meeting and they were specifically looking for a r&b singer they wouldn't even they didn't care how good you was at rapping anything they just oh, wanted yeah. an r&b singer because his biggest the a and r that came as a judge i went to a vip meeting. he said he specifically said yeah um my top artist right that i found in my career is trey songs we're trying to replace him with somebody new mm. and that's another r&b singer and that and who won an r&b singer i was like wow so all of this was a waste already knew what they were looking for they didn't they didn't really care about anything else they were just looking for that specific thing and that's it yeah, but it, I mean, it was it was it was still a good experiment. I I think coast to coast is what really set our open eyes. Yeah, yeah, really open eyes. And then I mean, because because of coast to coast, like we end up meeting the, you know, the Same. vice pre- the vice president of Atlantic Records. Yeah, we he's vice to- president now, but he was the A and R for them. Yeah, at first back then, back then we met Success, and Success was was an A and R for just coast to coast. And then when we uh last year we went to go, we went to New York and we went to Atlantic Records to uh, have a meeting with them. And then when we went to the meeting office to meet with the vice president, it was him. And we was like, what the heck? What? And he was <laughs> like, what the? I, You're the person that like, gave us first space for Coast to Coast. He was like, dang, I knew y'all was something special. Y'all still working. You're like, man. Yeah, that was really cool to didn't see. Didn't expect that. to see y'all here. He like, so I guess he like, he really, he knew we really took the words that they said to heart, like keep working and everything. And if you don't win here, and like, so we actually proved them right. You know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. we literally kept working and we met him unexpectedly again. Again. He's, like the, he's like the first time i came to you guys in y'all city and now you guys are coming to my city because he's in manhattan because he gave us a perfect score on the coast coast when we won mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at that time yeah he like just keep doing your thing keep working at it and perfecting your That's craft cool. and then came met him again i'm like i didn't expect that either yeah <laughs> so it's coast to coast basically a way to get exposure to industry professionals who could help you get yeah. distribution deals or records? I would I would say back then no. I, I feel like now it's, it's a little connections. bit it's better for connections yeah like for like networking but for okay, like yeah. trying but trying to actually get somewhere with your career nah I wouldn't nah, I wouldn't nah, really rely nah. on that I mean to I mean I guess to make their mark they did like spot out um Lil TJ and Lil Mosey that's it. But they didn't really help them with their career. They didn't even win Coast to Coast. Yeah. They, they lost in Coast to Coast, and they ended up getting big on their own. But Coast to Coast is using them as a brand ambassador because of, you know, they use their platform they at, their at, at a time. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, they don't... I, I would use Coast to Coast to network. Because of Coast to Coast, we have met so many different artists. But I wouldn't... Mm-hmm. I wouldn't go... For, I wouldn't go for Coast to Coast in hopes to, like, get signed or to be, like... Yeah, that's part not of, for that. Like, yeah, it's not for that. It's... For us, it was for the networking. Like for South for South for us, I I go like for the get, I go for the networking, yeah. not to like in hopes of being signed. Because to get signed, there's so many things that comes to it. Once we once we had our, our meeting with Atlantic Records, like we learned how the whole industry works. Like if you Literally. if you want to if you want to get signed, cool. But you, you gotta you gotta give them something to sign you. You can't just like say like you can't just be a good artist anymore. That's not how it works. Like mm-hmm. you have to have your numbers. Yeah. You have to have. Uh, a good image. You have to like. There's so many things that falls into the category for at least like. And, and it made sense. And it made it really made sense because like when the baby did all that stuff, he was already a star by then. You know what I mean? He already had more than 20 million views, million views every, every video. Like every everybody already knew him in America. You know, mm-hmm. made in the stallion too, and they just got signed because they have value now. Mm-hmm. They don't have to. So, they don't have to guess that they're a star, or they they could put numbers, money in their pocket. Yeah. Yeah. They like they know what sales they're gonna sell out. 
Yeah, like like his words exactly was like saying like I can't I can't put fire on something that that has like no, no flame to it at all. I, the only he way said, I can, he don't, said don't, they don't take chances no more. That's the old days. Because back in the days, somebody like, could be the greatest, <laughs> but they won't they won't know. You know what I mean? They would just have to see, and they would sign them. He said they don't do that no more. Yeah, they want you to already be made, and then they'll help you blow up even more. Because then they'll put money yeah. behind you. They're not going to put money behind nothing. That's not that's not doing anything. There's no just they're just doing the, they're, they're they're like no hope. Just just off of hope alone, they don't they don't do that anymore. Like for like theories, of, like for theories of saying stuff like industry plants, like that's all fake because people don't put money into nothing. They want something that's already made. That way, they can make money. When people say like, yep. "Oh, that's an industry industry plant," like no industry is not no, going to waste money on nobody. That's like not like if you if you made yourself go viral and you're and you're continuing to um to like do great numbers, then yes, they'll mm-hmm. invest they'll invest in you because they see money signing you. But if not, no, that's not how anything works anymore. Mm-hmm. So I mean. It's just, it was just good. I mean, I guess hearing that from somebody that's why that we when met, somebody go viral is better if they go viral because they're like, okay, we can make something out of this mm-hmm. because they, they keep going, their numbers keep steady going up each time they put something out. Every time. Oh, yeah. No matter, he said, no matter what they sound like, they may suck, but if they went viral, it doesn't matter. We're going to sign them because we, we know what numbers we can do with them. We're like, mm-hmm. wow, it's a numbers game with them. Always, yeah. Unfortunately, it does make a lot of sense because they're looking at their balance sheet, figuring out where yep. their return's going to come in. Mm-hmm. He said, all I need them? is a name and then their streaming numbers, and that's it. He said, wow. he don't even know nothing else. That's it. <laughs> we were like, what? <laughs> Man. No, not your story. He said, y'all nothing. could be great, but you can't take a chance on hope no more. We've made it about halfway through the show, and we're going to have a quick pause. Ads are irritating distractions, so they'll never be a part of the Musicians Can Thrive podcast. Thank you for listening. To make sure you get new episodes as soon as I release them, subscribe wherever you like to listen to podcasts. I'm so glad I get the honor of sharing these musicians' stories, and it would mean a lot if you would be willing to help me share them. Spotify has this awesome feature where you can share podcast episodes directly to Instagram stories. So if you're willing, tell your followers about your favorite episode. Last thing. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leaving a quick review helps other musicians learn about Musicians Can Thrive. I appreciate your support. Back to the show. What I'm trying to understand is it sounds like when you guys did the Coast to Coast competition, it helped you bring your momentum up to a point where, I mean, one, it created that tension that caused some of the members in your group to leave, but it also sounds like it gave you guys the validation and the education about what was as a move to really push yourselves to the next level. Definitely. Like it it really took a turning point for that. Like that's what really wanted us to make that's what really pushed us to really learn about a lot of the music business part. And now when we looked at other interviews and other artists that's big and everything, like you gotta learn the business, ninety percent business in the music industry and twenty percent music. Mm. We never really got that until we like actually experienced that stuff. We like, wow. You really gotta learn a lot before 
I mean, we learned along the way, but I wish we would have learned that sooner. Yeah. Things would have been different. You know what I mean? And like, that's what we tell, we try to help every other artist anywhere, we, like everywhere we go. For that yeah, reason, we know we don't have to, but they should, they need to know it. Yeah, it's because it's uncommon in Austin for like the help that artists can can get. Like we didn't, we never had that kind of help when we were getting it. But we just research it on our own. Like we learn. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, our, like our like our like our yeah. like our listening parties. So um, is that yeah. part of why you started doing those listening parties? Oh, definitely. yeah, yeah, literally, definitely yeah. The artists, yeah. And we just took it from <laughs> a show because they were doing listening parties on love and hip hop. They're like, man, you're like we should just do that in Austin. They don't have that. Yeah, and like nobody ever did it. They don't, they have parties, they have you know shows, but they don't have a listening party. We should and do our, our own version. Our listening party was mainly for the artists and for the homeless yeah. community. We actually gave mm-hmm. artists free food. We paid the artists. We had got local um, television to um, to yeah, um, actually TV. shoot the show. We had photo uh, shoots. Photo shoots. We had a radio personality there. Mm-hmm. Wow. We had a live stream. We get like we gave them our own little coast to coast show for them. Yeah, we had, no, we, had, we, had <laughs> we had painters that was going to be at the show painting people. Uh, we mm-hmm. had uh, we had so many vendors. We had we had Papa John food sponsor vendors, us. all of that. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. Chili sponsored us. Uh, a couple of nonprofit Pizza. groups as well. Pizza, Pizza sponsored us. Olive Garden gave us a, a sponsor. Well, I gave it, they gave us a two plates. But, yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's just like getting everybody connected. Really. It's all about like getting everybody connected with each other and drop the egos to work mm-hmm. together. You know what I mean? And then educating them on stuff and helping them take criticism and feedback yeah. on their craft to help them get better at what they need to work on. You know what at, our, mm-hmm. at our listening party, we teach all the artists over there when we're doing a show. You stay for everybody until the until the last person leaves. Like you don't you don't finish your song and you, and you, you know don't fin- you don't finish your song and then you leave or you go somewhere else. Like, no. like nah, if you, if you up, came no. to be in this show and we're paying you to be in the show, then you're, you're supporting su- every artist. You're going to support every single artist there. You're going to be loud for every artist there. You want you're going to give them the attention that they should be. You're going to build you. a relationship. I'm not mm. saying that you. I'm not saying that you got to fake the love or anybody like that. No, you don't got to do that. But you will mm-hmm. you will acknowledge <laughs> these artists and, and you know talk to them and say hey I really like this or I wish you could have did something like this you know something like that. You're going to give these yeah because. The point of this yeah. show was, yeah, like he said, was to drop eagles. We're not doing no, uh, you know, I'm going to do my show and get out. Like, no. Like Our, our last nah. listening party that we did had about six, 600 to 800 people there that night. Wow. It got bigger, yeah. It mm-hmm. got bigger. And then this one yeah. was, supposed to be really, was, was supposed to be really, really big. The one, the one that we're supposed to be doing this month. but you know, I mean, we was only trying to do that. Just one. We weren't planning on doing another one. But people kept asking, like, we really yeah. enjoyed that. Like, we never got that home feel ever. And we're like, oh, I guess we got to do another one because people are telling us to do it now. Yeah, which I'm, I'm kind of happy that everybody in Austin yeah. are, are started to like gravitate towards the listening parties now because they even try to make their own little listening parties too. Mm-hmm. Like, people, huh. Somebody even like, did huh. a video shoot in a listening party. Oh yeah, that was cool. because it was that good. <laughs> That's amazing. They did their own little music video. Like what? <laughs> I think it's cool that people um, are trying to like copy like our event style now. I think that's. That that means we're actually doing something right. Somebody wants to, uh, yeah. you know, imitate what we what we've already done. Yeah, and I can see how for the artists that get involved with your listening parties, it's helpful for them to grow get to know an audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. get to know just the other musicians that they could collaborate with. Literally, also support. Because I mm-hmm. I found one of the hardest things is 
even if you getting have to work together a like lot that. of social media followers, mm-hmm. getting people to come in the door to your show is a challenge. And connect with them. Yeah, oh, yeah. it really is. That's what those are for, too. Like, we want people to actually connect with each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, somebody else, like, if they never went to listen to party, they probably would have never even known them other artists or even support. They would have never became their friends after that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or before. Yeah. Like, yeah. ever since they went to, like, oh, snap. I, I, I bet you at the listening party, bro, you cool. And I'm going to go to support your stuff now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And now you got their friends and you got their friends and then y'all both go support each other and then it's a whole little a group mm-hmm. and then they start working together. You don't know. I think every single, show that we go to, that. every single show that we go to now, it's like basically like we're like 30 deep because of people that we like already like network with, which is pretty cool. And, then, and by that time, everybody knows our song. You know what I mean? Yeah. You've been in a relationship with everybody. It's what you really got to do. Mm-hmm. Just networking. I think what was really yeah. fun about the listening party for everybody else was that we had offered so much free incentives for them. Like bring, bringing people with food is always the best way to go. If you bring, if you're saying you're going to have food all night yeah. for somebody <laughs> and free drinks. And then we even had people bringing like the drugs for them. Like, you know, not like hard drugs, but like, yeah. you know, just but like marijuana. Our connections that we know. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, yeah. It's just like our connections and they're like, we're going to have that on deck over there for y'all. But, it's not from us, but it's just people that we, we just trying to get everybody their own business stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it, it's like it's a, it's a, we trying to make everybody vibe together, connect to, together, and all of that. Because when it comes down to the end of the day, a lot of people don't want to support anybody mm-hmm. other than themselves, mm-hmm. and then they wonder why they don't have no fans. They wonder why they don't have a click with them. They wonder why nobody really knows them. Yeah, and they like. And people don't want to feel them because like, this first time seeing them, like I don't really care about him. I'm just waiting to go do my 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 my, my set. That's you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And leave. that's why we made the mm-hmm. listening party. Was, was to like show like people are trying to get it just like you are. There's enough. There's enough. There's enough we time all in the, the city. Same dream. Yeah, there's <laughs> enough time for this in the city for for all of us to shine if we just give everybody the chance. Absolutely. If we can help beat each other up, it's gonna be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and people people yeah. don't understand that. And it, I guess for people, that, do the people that came to our listening party are just like they're still they're still telling us like damn I'm so glad you like did this for us like that was amazing like all of them all of the fans that I met over there are like my fans now like it's yeah mm-hmm. it was very really eye opening to like see like that that we actually have like a community like this in our in our city and like I knew that we had that I just wanted to like bring that out and all together know, yeah you know I mean? make it yeah. a little yeah. easier to find. And everybody likes going to our listening parties because we keep it super intimate. Like we always had it like mm-hmm. at a house. We don't. We never try to go to like a, like a a, venue. a, club, a club or a venue. We like to keep it to where it's like a uh. a house party or like, like our last one was like a mansion and the first one was like a small one story house. So we try to keep it like super compact. That way everybody feels like it's just home. Like if you had a, if you had a man if, if you had, if you had a venue, it feels like you have to like be on stage. Show when, out. You know exactly. It's, it's gonna be a different feeling. People but if, are nervous, if, but like. If you're at the house, you feel like yeah. you're at home. You just you just perform in front of your your peoples and you friends. Just, you just, yeah, you know what I mean. You just feel good. <laughs> you feel good because everybody. Some people might be sitting on the couch eating pizza. Somebody, some part, some person might just be like up front, just looking at you. Chilling. And you mm-hmm. just it's, you it's just like mean? a show and tell almost, and it and it just it just feels like it feels good. That yeah. way, we, and that way, when you do go to an event or or a venue, you already had that experience to where like you like you already had that experience of performing in front of you know exactly you know six hundred people in your face. So you're you not going to be that confident. You're not. You're not, not going to be afraid. You're mm-hmm. not going to be afraid to perform in front of anybody else because you had. You already had so many people in your face and cheering you on. You already had. Now that you already you had don't that, know. Yeah, mm-hmm. that you don't know. So you already had that. Like, and now you know. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can see how it might also help the musicians be more open to getting to know each other. Because if you're not Mm -hmm. in that venue space, it's easier to kind of let the ego go and say, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, we're just trying to push them in that work because they don't want to do it. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. people really, other artists really don't want to do that. And we're really trying to push them to do it. We also even teach them how to like hold your microphones correctly. Like I used, mm-hmm. I, used to, I used to get so really? irritated when somebody holds their mic and it's not on their mouth or it's not like, <laughs> like they're like, they're oh, like, like if you're gonna rap your, if you're gonna sing your song or do anything, like at least have the microphone to your mouth and let me hear you. Like don't rap it. Yeah, hold it right. And the, mic- and the microphone's on your chest or it's swaying left or right and your mouth is not going to the right. Like no, you're not lip singing. It's not Britney Spears. Like. Or song. don't scream too long on this part and like all of that. Like we we really try to help them on their performance, like everything, performance okay. skills, song choice for that performance. Maybe you didn't do the right performance song. We don't know. You know what I mean? But we're gonna help you with that. We're gonna we're gonna tell you about it. Basically, we're just like, trying to make the, we're trying to yeah. make everybody you know just better performers. That's incredible. We're just we're just trying to get people what. what but we didn't have when we were like starting off because everybody that's starting off, they don't know where to go. They don't know who to. Who exactly. To and now that we're kind of like, I guess we're kind of, cause they call us hometown, hometown heroes in Austin now, which is pretty cool. But mm-hmm. um, um, I guess. We're in a better, to, better position to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're just trying to show people like, this is the way that helped us. And maybe this could help you. Yeah. We're not saying that we have like the formula to success. We're not saying any of that. We're just saying like, this is what yeah, no. worked for us. And, well, I really love how you guys are not only trying to actually teach and nurture the other musicians in Austin, but you also make it a priority to pay them what you can for participating oh, yeah. as an artist. Yeah. What I'm are some of the challenges? Like everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all good. I'm just curious about what some of the challenges are that you guys have personally experienced with making money in the music industry. Chanasa, you mentioned you were finally able to quit your job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now I have to get another, well, I mean, I can't now because of quarantine. Right now we can't really do anything because most of our money were made during um, doing shows. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, because yeah, I, I, I had to quit my shit because of that. I had to quit my yeah, job there was, that. Last year, we literally went on tour all month. And every time, we, every time we'll come back, he'll have to like tell his I job. I work one day out of the week, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, I'm like, dog, do I make a decision? I'm like, what? When when you got shit, to like, okay, I got guaranteed money here, but I don't have guaranteed money here. Either follow my dreams or continue doing the same shit I've been doing, not being happy. Which one? Mm-hmm. Y'all take a chance on. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. where that risk sacrifice stuff comes from. Mm-hmm. And it's hard. Yeah. We both we both chose music. We both chose music. So we had to study what like what what can we do to make money off of this? You know what I mean? That's how we had to study. Yeah, go back to the little like, okay. How do we really get money from streaming? How do we really get money from shows? Like how how do we build our value up to and our content up to even get paid from anything? Mm-hmm. And that's what we like worked on the whole time. Notice y'all have pretty time. cool merch too. Oh yeah, people love. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Merch is, the merch was crazy. We sold a lot of that, especially the socks. Socks <laughs> went out. Yeah, socks. We couldn't even like. I couldn't even keep like, any people from love socks, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, our merch is crazy though. We have 
so much. We do that. We do that from home too. So everything that we sell. And that's what we tell people too at the listeners parties. You know what I mean? Have your brand on your logo representing you. You know what I mean? You gotta have something attached to it. Otherwise, people we won't remember you like that. Some for some reason. Like our little TP. People know that's us. Yeah. Because it's simple. It's yeah. It's simple and it's just it's everywhere. Every time, every time I do a show, I always have it on me, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Where did the TP come from with Tribe Mafia? Uh, so like I said earlier, um, Deshaun, he's Native American, and mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm Nigerian, and I also have a couple of um, Native American in my family as well. But they basically the TP is because we're he's Native American and I'm Nigerian, and being a tribe, you can have a TP. A TP raises us a home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh huh. It represents home, like and family. You know what I mean? It's a, it's a tribe. We go. They used to go there. That, that was their home. So it's, a, it's a tribe thing. <laughs> yeah. Mafia <laughs> is business. So tribe mafia. Protect your family. Yeah. Family like business. the business side, you gotta protect your you gotta protect your family when it comes down to business. So you know what I mean? It's tribe That's mafia. Two sides right of the coin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> way better. Way better than NBB. So. I love it. Yeah. So this tour that you guys have been mentioning, is that when you went on tour with Akon? Mm-hmm. When you're done listening to this episode, take a minute. I promise it's worth it. And click on the link in the show notes that will take you to the song called Light Cola by Tribe Mafia. I played it earlier in this episode. And so you may recognize this hook in the song that's playing underneath me now and the song that's playing underneath me now is called wine and it's a song that tribe mafia released several years ago actually i'm looking it up okay so three years ago this song was released by tribe mafia and it's called wine and they took that hook and they transferred it, or sampled it, I guess that's the more accurate term, in the song Like Cola that they recorded with Mikey C. Unfortunately, Mikey C is an artist that they went on tour with, and it was not a positive experience. For the sake of not meddling in any copyright lawsuits that are going on right now and not slandering anyone I'll keep my comments on this brief but I just wanted to add this context for you the listener so that you can understand I guess kind of a worst case scenario so copyright your songs choose who you work with very carefully and now, when Deshaun and Shanasa Broxton talk about Mikey C in a couple seconds, that's who that guy is. He's the person that they recorded like Cola with. 
lurking. I see your body language preaching, let me hear the sermon. I bet you about to break a sweat like you just came from working. Instead, he's standing on these house, I'm guessing they deserve it. So let's reserve it. First of all, back to that Mike T story. We wrote everything. We found, we, we only found the like Cola beat on our own, but the other gifts, the other beats were actually gifts from producers that really wanted to work with us for free. You know what I mean? So was like so Cola the song that got Akon? We found yeah so yeah yeah because that was the first time doing that type of song but we wrote all the other songs and i mean every song that we wrote that was that was all he was running with you know what i mean just for himself so we had all of those but the light color one boom that one really set everything off when we did when we did light color it was going super super crazy on spotify and youtube like that was a different vibe for everybody they didn't even know we could do that like oh this is really actually good and so it was a new thing for them Oh, yeah. Like right now, like Cole is at, is at over a million views. At the time, it was just striking up crazy and crazy and crazy. And we were all marketing it towards Brazil because we knew Akon was going to be touring over there. And so you were yeah. trying to get onto that tour? Oh, no, well, no, no. We knew that we knew that people in Brazil were, um, they were like that type tour. of music. They, they like dance yeah. type songs. And they're like, you know, reggaeton, all that type of, type of music. So we like knew. That's, a, that's a type of genre, you know what I mean? So we like, we're just trying to make a blow up even faster. So we knew but, if we targeted towards a Brazilian audience, it will be great. We, we know we'll get really good feedback. And I don't know. It was I just mean, perfect timing. Yeah, yeah I guess it was perfect just perfect timing because I really didn't even know that Akon was touring out there. But as people reached out to us and I was like, hey, I really like your song and the video is super nice. Because um, you got to remember, we wasn't even supposed to make that song at all. It, we literally, I like, we were just literally in the car like, man, we don't want to make, I like, we shouldn't make the same shit. Like, we need to do something different right now. Because yeah, yeah. I'm getting annoyed. I'm getting annoyed right now. Like, so we need to make something beats. different, dude. And we're like, fuck it. Let's make some of our hometown shit, like our ethnicity. We need to get to a roots. Let's do something different. Let's try something different. And mm-hmm. it felt like it was time to do something different at that moment. And it worked out. Mm. So you made the song like Cola and you collaborated with Mike C. And it wasn't no collaboration. We thought it was going to be, but we made yeah, we, we thought it was going to be a collaboration because we thought he was going to write his own verse. It was really, he, it was yeah, really, he, he got on a song and he rapped my verse. I mean, he sung my verse because it was, it was, I'm on the chorus, Carlos is on the first verse, and then I was supposed to be on the second verse, but he didn't write anything. And I was like, oh, are you going to write your verse? And he's like, I thought y'all were going to do that for me. And I was like, what? He's like, what? I was like, yeah, I, we was like, what? I was like, I guess. I already made a reference. So we really got put on the spot the whole time even though we made the chorus together right there in the car on the way to the studio. <laughs> and then I wrote my verse and then we like, but we thought he was going to write his, we thought he was going to do his own thing. We're like, okay, it's supposed to be a collaboration or a feature, whatever, but you're not even collaborating or feature on shit. We got to do it for you. Hmm. It's like, what the hell? And we always get put in situations like that. Sometimes we got to write in the studio out of nowhere. It's like, Oh, this create something new. A producer be like, Hey, write to this right here. We're like, I want to be prepared for this. Now, it just, to me, when that happens to us and all the time, it, it surprises every, every, like us every time. Because it surprises us because we'd be like, damn, I didn't know I was going to write that. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't know I could do that. You know what I mean? I, we didn't yeah, know we could do it. Uh-huh. it. It pushes us to my limit, which seems more exciting to me when it, when it shouldn't to other artists. Like, other artists probably be like, man, forget that. I'm not doing yeah. this. I can't do it. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, to us, I'm like, I got to do it. Let me see if I can actually do this. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it works. I want to see if I can actually because out. I haven't. Yeah, it works out. Yeah. And to and to see it actually work out is different. It's like wow, we we actually did this for real. <laughs> like on the spot. It's crazy. 
I bet it and felt that's how really some good. Of the best songs turn out. Like it's weird. Yeah, a lot of people liked it. I'm just mad that it's it is what it is right now because because of our efforts. Like that. Yeah. Like I'm I'm mad that his name was attached to our song because you're the ones who put in the work to grow it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he yeah. Like and, and nobody really knows, but we have all the document. We have have everything documented. We have video, like all of that. We have all the proof, and it's just too much drama going on with that. But, mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this tour that you did with Akon came as a result of the Light Cola song getting big. Oh yeah, yeah. I definitely. Yeah. Well, yeah. they reached, they reached out. They reached out to our at the time was our manager, or our PR. And yeah, because like Cola one really brought everything up pretty much. That's what mm-hmm. got us on a got them on our radio because of P, their PR and all that. They're like, oh, this is a banger. You know, you I could really submit this in somebody else that I know connections and Brazil and Acon's mm-hmm. gonna be there. They'd be perfect fit because that's their vibe right now for that yeah. show. We like. Oh, the song, the song got on like seventy-eight different playlists on Spotify, so I think that's the reason why. They, yeah. it reached. It reached. It got somebody. on the radio, like everything. Yeah. It's still on the radio to this day. And like the people over in that's Brazil, the song, they're like, they're like, "Wow, this is a really good song." They knew it, so. Yeah. I bet that felt good. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we we've been we've been planning about we was we was always mad that we like, damn, that was one of our goals. To get to perform like f- over fifty thousand people, you know what yeah, I mean? Sixty thousand, and it actually happened. <laughs> sixty thousand people was like, was 60, what it yeah, was. Sixty thousand, but like, yeah, but like, I thought it was, it was fun. I mean, yeah, people trying to rip off your shirt, trying to jack my jewelry off. Like, what the heck? Y'all trying to take, <laughs> off, take, take my chain? It's like, like what? it's just wow. like, it's like that moment. It's it's that moment where you look it at was your fun favorite though, celebrity like, or a celebrity, you know. It it's that moment good. we it's look at it really, celebrity. It really did feel good though. Like we had a catwalk. You know, we had. I've always wanted to have a catwalk when we, when we was on the stage. Was to go down the stage and like you know see your fans or anybody. Let's look there. at thousands of people and like, dang, I'm really yeah, here. That's fine. We had that like, was that moment. We had, we had fireworks. Uh, the little the little fire spritzers. Those were really cool. The jumbotrons. Oh yeah. <laughs> Everything. And then we yeah, and the, the really big, the really big old um, projectors of us on the screens where people was like super super far away in the audience. That was really fun too, and then we had the VIP yeah. sections for us to, for us to like um all of that to, inter- to interact with the VIP through the, with the VIP fans. Wow, yeah, security! It, it was just security. like you go yeah, to was, a concert was, for your favorite artist, and it was like, dang, it, I always wanted that. That's why I never like going to concerts. So like, I want to be in that position that my favorite artist is in right now, and I'm in the stands. This mm-hmm. sucks. Like, I want to be that, and then that actually happened. I was like, dang, this is that's a real moment. This is actually happening. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. Yeah, that was yeah. super fun. I, I, if I can go back again, I would. I, I bet was that fun. was an incredible feeling. Yeah, yeah, cause I loved it. Yeah, I was like, I was our first time performing at a stadium, so I think that was one of the biggest yeah. stadiums. One of the biggest stadiums in Brazil. So, so what were some of the yeah. things y'all learned from playing a big stadium tour like that? Well, I mean, not, nothing for me because I mean, we always show up to show yeah, out. We know we what we're doing, but. Yeah, it was really nothing for me, actually. I think the first night that we were there kind of pissed us off because we was with them. and It we, brought down my mood. It brought down our mood because whenever we do a show, the first thing we we like to do, the first thing we love doing after we finish performing is going around to the audience and networking. Like saying, hey, how did you yeah. like that? You know, saying like all that stuff. But mm-hmm. after, we got, after we finished performing... They wanted to leave and go back to the hotel. I was like, "Are y'all?" Sick? We was like, "Whoa!" I was whoa, like, "Y'all crazy?" Like, what? 
What? Yeah. No, like no. This is how, this is how you get fans. Did you not know that? Like when you whenever you finish a, whenever yeah, you finish it's performing, like, it's like it's literally like your job within that the next five minutes to connect with the fans and probably sell them some merch. Like that's that's artist one on one. If you don't do that, then you're not an artist. Well, I mean, I'm not gonna say that you're not an artist, but like. You you're not that. gonna make money or build <laughs> fan bases. You're not gonna build. You're not gonna <laughs> yeah. build your fan base. Yeah, like that's like whenever we finish a show, the first thing that I do is get my phone out and I'm I'm getting Instagram. I'm following you. I want to connect with you. I yeah. I guess it. I guess what. I guess what we really learned from that show is like, you really gotta study and watch who you work with. You gotta be cautious, and you gotta keep your. You gotta keep that same. You gotta try. You gotta force yourself to keep that same energy, no matter what happens behind stage, before you get on stage. Because if you don't, it's gonna, it's not, it's gonna change your whole mood, the way you sing your words and like all that. Be happy on stage. Like it's gonna change everything. Oh yeah. If you don't try to force yourself to like, hey, everything's all right. We gotta do this. This is fun. Let me be in this actual moment right now. He's like the kind of person that just wants like attention, and if he doesn't get it, he wants to like pout and fit, and he always needs to have drugs or or he's like not regulated. Yeah, we, we was the ones to help them stay in control. Like if we never stopped them from drinking or doing other drugs, we would have never even made it to a show. We was oh, yeah. the one helping them to do that. Yeah, like because of their bad addictions, we missed like our sound check, which I got pissed off about because. Me too. I hate, I hate missing sound check. Like that's the that's the most important part. But it thank God, me. thank God that the mix, the mix that was there got it right Man. when he was performing. But I was like, damn, like missing yeah. sound check is bad. Like especially at a at a stadium, you don't want to mess up on sound check. Like, I'm you like, dude, you want to? You just childish, man. You just childish. Yeah, I mean, you, so it sounds I'm, like you guys really had to learn the hard way that you got to yeah. be careful about who you tour with. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it's. I mean, you really yeah. do. You really do. It's really important because a lot of things can go wrong. A lot of things can be canceled just because of one person. One of the things that I'm trying to do with this podcast is I want to help musicians across all kinds of different genres just understand both what it takes to actually build a career that you can sustain over the long term with music, mm. but also to be aware of the different challenges that they can come across and how to navigate those. So I want to be, what's the word? I guess just, mm. I want to acknowledge that the hip hop industry probably right. has different challenges than the indie rock scene, for example, or yeah. mm-hmm. like the folky singer songwriter scene. Well, so, I think yeah. from okay. I think from my perspective, you guys have it a lot more easier than we do. Tell when, me in, about in, it. in Austin, in Austin, because Austin is they love indie indie rock, indie pop, like anything that has to do with indie rock. Singers, you know, like I mean? yeah. you guys definitely have the floor when it comes to ACL. Mm. Um, like you do, like Jackie Vincent, you can, you can live, you can, um, yeah, what's, his, what's yeah. his name? Uh, Gary Clark Jr. Like there's so many, like, him. like, yeah, like you guys have like, what it, you guys have like the, the floor for you guys. All you have to do is build up your name and, you know, apply and you, you'll probably get it most likely. Like, Cause Austin, Austin is known as the live music capital. So they want, they want to play. The live music capital for like singers and rock singers. You know what I mean? Yeah, like all that. Like live really music. Like live music. 
basically. Yeah, bands and bands and all that. For hip hop, yeah. Austin is still emerging for hip hop artists to make it, which is super hard. It's just now really starting to pop. Yeah, it's just right now there. starting to pop you know now because people are finally starting to come together and say, "Okay, yeah, we have some we have some artists over here that's actually doing things." So, and do you find it's harder to book shows? Oh, definitely, oh, Def- yeah, definitely in Austin, but we do most of our shows like in Dallas and um, San Antonio. Everywhere else, no, yeah, like yeah, we don't really out do of state, like. Or out of state, yeah, mostly out of, out of state. state. Too. It's different out of state. Like it's really yeah. good. It's really good. It's more accessible in Austin, like that. Because I don't know why, but it is. So is that it, because it really the is. venues actually respond to you more, or yeah, the venues? How does are, that play out? It's, venues, it's always they, harder to even book it. Like for anything with hip hop, they just like really want to dismiss it. It's always like a problem. You gotta go through a lot of steps just to confirm the or just to be accepted to even do anything even if you got the money to do it that's frustrating it's weird it's weird like it's really like that like it's like oh you're a troublemaker you know what i mean it's like what the fuck really really, i'm doing my passion i'm this is my passion that's what i like to do but if somebody else come through do some rock shit oh you love it yeah come here we'll pay for it like damn (laughs) don't even pay for it yeah for rap, like, for rap music, they're not paying you. It's like it. he's not even saying nothing on the track. He's like, okay, all right. Wait I a second. It. So a venue, like, you don't even, like they don't even have to be there. Yeah, they don't even have to bring a crowd. They don't. They don't so even a venue here. will pay a rock band in Austin for a show, oh, yeah. and if you try to play that same venue, they don't. They will charge you for it. They will not pay you. They, they, they would. They, they, they would want to charge you for it, and they would like, okay, how many people will you think y'all will bring? It's like, y'all don't even ask them that. You know what I mean? It's acceptable for them, but for us, it's not really acceptable. Like the guy we met. For a mass audience. Like the guy we met to um, play for our band. Or even they, for a video shoot. They got paid just to be at their show. And then they got tips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, us, on top of but that. But for like hip-hop artists, you're not going to get tips. You just do your set and then you go. And then you... and you On a week to be there and get out. You know, all of that is is mm-hmm. different. It's really It's very different. Yeah, hip hop is not really respected as much in Austin. Hmm. That's that's why we do all these events for us Austin artists because we're trying to make it to where it's relevant. And that's why we do those other type of song, different genres of type of songs, so that we can be we can make them really good. So we could, you know, what I mean, to like kind of cross over into a lot of those type of that that, that genre of music. So they're like, okay, mm-hmm. if they could do this, then we'll maybe let them. We're actually working on some indie, you know what I mean? Indie rock too, so that's yeah, gonna help yeah. us out a lot, I think. Indie pop, indie rock, all of that. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's why we like to be versatile and try to have diversity in it because we we yeah. just like to do that. Most yeah, we we like to do that. We don't we're not telling every single artist that's that does hip hop, you know, start making start making rock music now. Like, no, don't do that. Do what you love to do. Like what? Since we grew up on listening to everything, and then we feel like we have yeah. the talent. We have the talent to make. You know different types of genres. We like uh-huh. doing that. We can we can do that. I feel like we have like, yeah. we can do that. For everybody else, you're probably not able to do that. Or if you want to do that, and they're gonna be and they're gonna be stuck in a box. You know what I mean? They're gonna be really stuck in a box and limited to pl- minimal places that they can even go. Well, no, I mean I'm not saying that they can't. They have to do what we're doing. I'm saying like if that's what they want to do, is just hip hop. That's fine. You can do that. You just that's cool. Learn. You just gotta learn how to. You just gotta learn. You might not be as hot in Austin as you would be You might not in, be able uh, to Atlanta. expand like that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, you might not be able to expand here like you were, like you would do somewhere else. 
So it sounds like that popular like that. When it comes to hip hop music, unfortunately, it really does matter what city you're in. Yeah. Oh yeah. It really does. It really does. Because we mm-hmm. didn't know like the other states really liked us that much. We're like, oh, we actually oh, yeah. got fans over there. That's mm-hmm. crazy. Like when we went to New York, like, and a bunch of them. When we went to New York, and that one lady stopped us. She was like, oh, when we went to Brazil, her son knew us, and she knew us from that. Oh yeah. We was like, oh, wow. what? At a random resort, we were just eating. And she gave us a lot of stuff for free. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and took pictures. Nice. We were like, what? This is crazy. I thought was a nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, when it comes randomly, you're like, oh, wow. Yeah, it's always, when it's unexpected, like that. Or when we went to McDonald's, and those people would just stand at us for no reason. <laughs> and I was like, aren't you this person? And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, just, yeah like, come, you... just come say what's up. We're not like, we're not famous, famous. Just say what's up to us. <laughs> because it, it's, it's exciting to us because we, like, we didn't even know you even. We was even out there like that, you know. I get, yeah. so, I get so surprising us every time. I get so mad when somebody like doesn't title on Instagram and they're playing our songs. Like, come on! Yeah, it's like I want to, I want to know you're enjoying my music. Like, tag me. Yeah, let me. Yeah, say I'm, hi. I'm, I'm not, I'm not Drake or nothing. Like, I'm not Drake, yeah. but I don't really care. What I know, means of people are playing my stuff every day. They don't have to. Yeah, like, like I want to know. If, like, sometimes I'll go down. Like, I, I need I'll, that. I'll go down our Instagram feed and I'll see somebody dancing to our song and they won't tag us. I'm just like, are you serious? Like, like, what if I never? Man, that's motivation. You know, what yeah, I mean? like, that's what, if, like, what like, if I never seen I this? You never had tag us? I am so sorry. I did not tag y'all on the story I posted of your song this morning. Wow. <laughs> you want to know? <laughs> well, I wasn't trying to like fish for y'all's attention. So, look, we love that. We, until, we, until, we love it. We until, love it. We until we are because like, we look for it. We until we it. are like one million people and followers, or like Drake, and, and, we, and we just can't see everything. And then we're just like, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? But no, because I, literally, I literally like like when people tag us. Like, I'm, I probably won't repost every single thing, but I'll get in your inbox and say, hey, wow, thank you. That was so thank you. Like, for that real. Was amazing. Like, exactly. That's love. But like, yeah, like, yeah, like, like I need that. Like, I, that sense of like. That's what we need. Like, dang, somebody actually friend of my stuff, man. I'm doing something right. It makes me really mad when I go on, when I go on, um, when I go on, um, what's that? Snapchat. And they tag, and they don't tag us. That's like that's the worst. Why? Because yeah, that's you what makes me want to look at everybody's story, and I find yeah, it. I and I don't want to go to everybody's like, stories. Tell me, I'm like, why didn't you? What the heck? I'm like, what? <laughs> like what? Yeah, like send yeah. me that at least. Let me. Let me. That's exciting to me. <laughs> I really like, love how it's a different story. I'm not sure if down to earth is the phrase to use, but I love that you guys prioritize connecting with your fans as much as you still can. Right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, like, if we don't have fans, like, what's the point of even doing it? Yeah. Gonna, we always going to do it for the love mm-hmm. of the music, yeah. but, like, we still want something more, you know? Yeah, I mean, if you don't have fans, you can't get paid. Yeah, exactly. Something like, yeah. we, need that. we need that. We need them to be. We want them to be as I mean, excited I mean, as we are. I need to know if my music sucks or not, you know? <laughs> we got to know. <laughs> we got to know. Oh, yeah. Like, we just yeah. do this, listen for it to our, like, for ourselves. Like, no, that's a lame. That's whack. Yeah. yeah, I want like, them I to know people. They gotta be. They gotta be ex- as excited as we are when we're, about, when we're about to release, and I think that's what fills us. Absolutely. Fills us. So, how did you guys get involved with Indie Nation? Uh, Indie Nation. So that was oh, oh, was Instagram. That, was that Instagram? Yeah, they listened to our song over Instagram and tagged us. Actually, tagged? no, 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 no. Chinas, remember we they we randomly saw them. We was look. Remember that's when we did a study in on Instagram. Like, okay, we're going to follow all the right people in the music industry. What do they do? 
And we looked at it, we were like, okay, they doing live submissions for songs. We had to pay for that to for them to review our songs and their fans. And that's when but, we sent our song. But we never and paid. And that's how they got into us. Yeah, because they was doing it for free that day. But every other time they really had, you had to pay five dollars. <clears throat> I remember that specifically. So when we did that, they liked our music, and then we kept sending like, well, y'all and our fans, well, us and our fans like it a lot. So y'all keep sending music in for free every time y'all got it, and every time we kept doing that over months, they like, we need to, we need y'all to be on our team. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you just kept showing up consistently, and they liked what you yeah. had, and mm-hmm. they decided mm-hmm. to support you. Mm-hmm. We even mm-hmm. we even started growing growing their their live feed because we we was with them when they only had like like three hundred followers, and now they have like yeah. sixty or fifty thousand. I'm not sure, but they have a lot now. Wow. I think we I think we grew together. As we were like, yeah, because so, yeah. we promote them everywhere, mm-hmm. especially when we blew up and got verified and got a bunch of followers out of nowhere. Like, man, yeah, we was we really boosted like, out like a bunch of that stuff up. We were their first artist on their label to be verified, so that was pretty cool. And we even got other artists to even sign with them too mm-hmm. at the same time, but just because got, of us. Mm-hmm. Wow, so. Because I know I saw on your website that you guys have a distribution deal with the Orchard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so just, on that's on the behalf of Indie Nation. That's with Indie Nation's publishing. Okay, I yeah. was trying to understand how these things are all connected. Oh yeah, yeah. So Indie Nation they they um they distribute the songs and the Orchard collaborates with them for that. The orchard, the, like the orchard, the yeah. orchard distributes it, and it's on behalf of Indie Nations Publishing. That's what, that's how you, that's how you work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's but cool. They're, they're pretty much partnered with them, though. <laughs> yeah, they're they're cool people. Yeah. When did you guys start realizing that you needed help, like a distribution company or manager? How did you start putting together that? part i mean we didn't we don't we don't have a manager we never needed a manager we just we already gave trials to other people to do it for us and it never they never got to they never got to the goals that we wanted to get to so we when we started doing ourselves we got way past further our goals that we wrote even wrote down but like with them we, we didn't we just wanted to see how we just want to see what help they can bring us you know what i mean like we get people can only get so far we're like okay if they can help us get to some level, whatever, we want to see how a distribution thing works out. Mm-hmm. You know, with exposure and everything like that in the backing. Mm-hmm. And we want to test trial it before we go to a bigger, go to a label and like, hey, we want this, this, and that. And mm-hmm. we had this before, but what can you do for us? Because we already know how to do all of this. Mm-hmm. So we want to like test trial everything and we're like, we want to see what kind of level they can bring us to. And what would you guys say are some of the most helpful things that have come out of having that distribution help? Uh, uh, radio stations. Yeah, radio yeah. stations. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely the radio states. stations. Literally, yeah. yeah. Uh, they also helped pretty us much. with the tour, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miami. That was pretty cool. So they help you find venues? Oh, yeah. Especially if it's, like, out of state. They help, us with, mm-hmm. they help a lot with that. And then they help with, for our video, like Cola, they help recruit some of the models. Most of the models are from like the um, Miami, Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. <laughs> cheerleaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the cheerleaders from there. Lucky y'all. <laughs> yeah. It was it was it was cool. It was cool. 
<laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> oh man, we can't. No, nah, we can't do nothing. We had girlfriends at the time. Well, I appreciate the honesty. <laughs> Let me show your girlfriends, dude, or did? Too. Oh, she was in a video. I put it in a video. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> but so, we ain't together no more. So, yeah. uh, sorry, man. Yeah. yeah. Now you can just throw yourself into the music. So, is there anything that we haven't talked about yet that y'all would like another hmm. musician to keep in mind? There's mm. a lot of things. I don't know. It's like, oh, like how they need to really study on setting up how they need to get paid from their music when they when they release it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like they need to set up their ASCAP and BMI and BMI, all that. Whichever one that you yeah. From. So if you don't have ASCAP or BMI. You should definitely consider choosing one of the two. You can only pick one. And, that's basically yeah, you that's need your, to get that's, a good streaming service like this show kid and all that or Tune Court. Find out find out what works best for you, really. Mm-hmm. Also, you need to learn how to copyright your songs just in case anything happens. Yeah. Not everything that something can't happen because they can't. They can. <laughs> copyright your lyrics, uh, the beat. You know what I mean? Buy your beats. Oh, yeah. Pay buy your beats. Like, you know at least buy the least. Come on, least. Like, don't... Don't just okay. get a beat. Don't get a beat and think that you that you can just run off with it. Because if you do, make anybody it, can get it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, don't do that. Don't do that. You're not taking you're not taking yourself serious, and nobody else is gonna take you serious if you, if you do that. So buy your beat so you can own all the rights to it. You don't have to own all yeah, the rights. Like, leaks, leaks, just get the leaks at least. You own something. You know, you need like, to own something. At least don't just take somebody's work and then claim it as yours. Like, yeah, because the, they work harder than that. Get the lease because the lease can be literally fifteen bucks, and then you're you're literally helping yourself because you can make money off of it. And then you, you can make money off it. And then you're paying. If you don't, you're, yeah, you're paying if you homage don't, to the if you don't, Yeah, you, you got to pay homage to them because if you don't buy no lease, you can't make no money off of it. Yeah, yeah. it's just a song there. And the producers yeah, deserve to get paid too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they're working. That's their art. <laughs> I wouldn't their art. Know. Like if I you don't spend do all that time to make a song, you used to pay a producer. Like you don't know if your stuff gonna blow up out of nowhere. Yeah, you really don't. That's like you really gotta. And another thing, they really get like we like we tell all artists like you really the best investment is an investment in yourself. You really gotta invest in yourself. Yeah, don't be afraid. Because if you don't, you really don't. Money. You don't know sacrifice unless you invest in yourself. I can't even tell you. Even money. though you know the consequences, like if, I, if we show somebody the money that we spent on ourselves, they'll be like, yeah. "Damn, y'all crazy." They're like, "Nah, like this is what we this is what we do. Like, learn how to like market yourself. Don't be afraid to get your get you a PR. Like, we have our own yeah. PR, and our PR charge is pretty pretty nice. But like, yeah, get a PR. She's gonna do. You don't have to have a manager, but like, get a PR that's gonna help you do something nice for you. Like, who's gonna actually like help you build your brand? Like, don't be yeah. afraid. Don't be afraid to 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 pay. Venture out whatever. with yeah, them. Like, like, don't be afraid they, to they spend really, money. Oh, you can go. You need you that. Talk? Yeah. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh. Need <laughs> Basically, just don't be afraid to like spend on yourself. Like, if you want to get a music video, get a music video. If you want to buy merch, buy merch. Like, do something that's mm-hmm. gonna help promote your brand. It's all about when it comes to like brand development. You need to you need to focus on stuff that's gonna you know hone in on your on your whole stuff as a whole. Like get somebody. And you gotta give a lot of stuff for free first. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, gotta, yeah, you like, gotta take that. You you gotta take that that chunk out where you gotta give a lot of a, a lot of stuff away for free. You gotta do things for free. There was times when we'll just giving out shirts. You know what I mean? Just to just to promote ourselves, just giving out shirts. And we put our own money into it. 
put our own hard work into making those. You know what I mean? It's, it's a mm-hmm. lot. You got to do for but people to notice. It pays off when you earn the fans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you like, got to give them something for them to bite on. And then, like, okay, they say that food is good. They're going to come back again for another piece. <laughs> they're gonna come to the next show. Exactly, and they, and they'll <laughs> be wearing, and they'll be like, they might be wearing your merch. Like every time we give out people shirts, yeah. they wear our shirts to our shows, and it's mm-hmm. and it's it's cool because we'll see everybody like with the little teepees, and we'll be like, hey, you can see them in the audience. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's cool. And it's cool because when you even tell it. some of the bouncers like, hey, they got the shirt, our shirt on, let them in for free, and they're like, well, can I get a shirt? Or like, yeah, and then they let them in for free. It's weird, <laughs> but <laughs> you can. It happens sometimes, you know? Mm. That's so we don't awesome. even have to pay to get in. I can definitely see how that would get people to talk about coming to your shows. Because <laughs> mm, people cool. are like, damn, wh- why, why is everybody wearing those shirts? Like, who is that? And then they see us, they're like, oh, I want to be a part of the tribe too. Like, who are you? Yeah, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're slowly building up our own little cults. I love it. <laughs> Where is the best place for listeners to find your music online? Uh, anywhere that mm. anywhere that they can stream Spotify, SoundCloud, yeah. Apple Music, Pandora, iTunes, iTunes, like all the, yeah, Deezer. I don't know anywhere anywhere that you stream music, we're on there. And should they find you on Instagram or Twitter? Oh yeah, all of the above. <laughs> Definitely, just search up above, search up Tribe Mafia. If you see the TP, you know it's us. Uh, Instagram is just Tribe Mafia. Music what about Facebook. Yeah, just. Just search Tribe Mafia and you find us. Yeah, Tribe Mafia. <laughs> Tribe Mafia everywhere and you'll find us. Well, thank you both so much. It's been such a pleasure getting to hear about your journey. Yeah. And I can't wait to help other musicians learn from the both of you. So thank you oh, so yeah. much. It'll be fun. Oh, oh, thank you. I you guess. need to send us your stuff so we can see and hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely need, need to check out your music. Send it to us over email oh, or anything. Or send us your stuff. <laughs> I want exclusive stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, I actually I have an EP that I need to decide if I'm gonna put out or scrap. So maybe uh, y'all can help me. Yeah, definitely. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And definitely. Uh, I guess tell everybody that we're gonna be on. We're, we're hoping to be on Netflix for our audition for Rhythm and Flow. Please check the show notes for links to find Tribe Mafia's music, social media music video for like cola and all that fun stuff one last thing before you go today there are techniques strategies and routines that work best for different people and with that in mind i encourage you to consider this if there is something that you feel is missing from your local music scene like the listening parties that tribe mafia hosts make it for yourself you don't have to wait for someone else to set it up for you particularly in the time of corona that we're living in right now moving to another city is even less feasible than it is for most people changing everything to pursue music is a big big jump but you don't have to leave your hometown to start making momentum that matters. So wherever you are, if there's something that you feel is missing in your local music scene, start making it for yourself and then tell me about it. I would love to hear what kind of listening party or concert promotion 
whatever it is that you decide to make. I look forward to hearing about it.